Welcome to another edition of Language of the Gods, where we discuss issues and topics relating to metaphysics, astrology and astrotheology. Here we delve into the dark recesses of hidden knowledge in an attempt to draw out the truth which has been suppressed and distorted by a sinister hidden hand over centuries of control and manipulation as they work together towards their ultimate objective of global governance under an all-encompassing technological control grid. The zodiac is divided into 12 houses or astrological signs. It is a multifaceted, multidimensional expression of our conscious relationship to universal consciousness within the parameters of time. From the great year of 26,000 years all the way down to the clock face depicting 12 hourly divisions, we can determine which planets influence various time periods in our past, our present, as well as our future. If we start with the great year and divide it by another 12 signs of the zodiac, it will reveal each epoch or astrological age consisting of 2160 years. If we divide that age into another 12 signs of the zodiac, we create another mini epoch or mini age consisting of 180 years within the house or overriding age it resides in. For example, if we divide the whole Piscean age into another 12 houses, each house or time period is 180 years long, influenced by the ruling planet of each individual sign. Consequently, the first 180 years of the Piscean age falls in the sign of Aries, ruled by the planet Mars. To assess the practical credence of this theoretical breakdown of time, we need to go back through history with an accurate benchmark in order to calculate and set our Piscean age within today's Gregorian calendar. If we assume that 2012 was the end of the Piscean age, we can then calculate the date for its beginning, when the previous age of Aries gave way to the optimistic age of the two fish, ruled by Jupiter. This date is 148 BC. To get more from this podcast, it is recommended to have a picture of the zodiac in full view 
while listening to the information presented. 148 BC to 32 AD, Mars, the god of war, is the start of the new zodiac cycle in Aries. A sign of cardinal fire, a proactive frequency of movement and physical energy. During this time, we see the Roman Empire expand its physical influence with martial-like activity throughout the Mediterranean. The Roman Republic had established its supremacy within the region. By 133 BC, Rome had conquered Spain and found itself in a cycle of perpetual war in one place or another. The population of the capital had now grown to over 100,000 people, considered large in those days. This is also a mini-epoch, a time period where we see the birth of Christ, the Lamb of God. 32 AD to 212 AD, 180 years of Venus, love and liking in Taurus, influencing global events. During this period, one would expect Venus's influence to be somewhat similar to the stable bull in his field, a time of consolidation, holding onto territory gained during the martial phase of imperialistic expansion. During the Julio-Claudian period, 27 BC to 68 AD, modest expansion continued, swallowing up most of Britain. After Flavian's dynasty was over, in 96 AD, a century of stability ensued. The English historian Edward Gibbon once wrote, If a man were called upon to fix that period in the history of the world, during which the conditions of the human race was most happy and prosperous, he would, without hesitation, name that which elapsed from the deaths of Domitian in 96 AD to the ascension of Commodus 180-192 AD. Venus, the planet of love and liking, reflected back into human reality during this happy period of human history. The population of Rome also reflected this by reaching an estimated half a million people, the most populated city in the world in its day. Throughout this period, the succession of emperors were happy to maintain existing European territorial limits, with the exception of the Dacians and the Parthians. 212 AD, 392 AD, Mercury comes into the picture with the two minds of Gemini, I think, a period in which the Roman Empire had too many minds, all wanting a piece of the action, eventually leading to its split in 330 AD a notorious characteristic of Gemini's influence. From 235 to 285, 
Rome had 15 different emperors, making it weak and disunited, allowing its enemies to grow, threatening Rome from all sides. Pressure came from Persia and Gaul. Diocletian managed to stabilize the empire from 284 to 305, but it eventually fell into a state of turbulence and civil war. From the ashes emerged a strong victor, Constantine the Great, 324 to 337. Not only did he restore the empire, but he is remembered for two important decisions. One, he converted to Christianity, which subsequently became the dominant religion throughout the empire. Two, a new capital was founded on the site of Byzantium in 330 AD. This eventually became known as Constantinople, an empire restored but with two capitals, east and west, just like the two twins in the sign of Gemini. Three hundred ninety two AD, five hundred seventy two AD. The sign of Cancer, ruled by the Moon. This is a period of Jupiterian expansion within the Moon and the subconscious. The beliefs and belief systems associated with internal emotions. Although Constantine had made Christianity the state religion. It was not formalized until 391 AD when Emperor Theodosius outlawed all forms of heresy and closed all pagan temples. As the Roman Empire in the West began to decline, Christian intellectuals within the empire sought to create a government within the church and a body of belief which all Christians could essentially accept. The church would now take over from the old Roman military rule. This was also a time when monks, monks, appeared on the scene. Early Christians, serious about worship, came together to form communities. They were able to support each other in what became known as monasteries. Saint Benedict of Italy was one of the first and most famous early organizers of the monastic movement, expanding his particular brand of monasteries throughout Europe. These organized communities, pockets of self-sufficient civilization, attracted some of the most literate and learned people around at the time. As the world outside drifted into decline, following on from the empire's collapse, everyday life inside the monasteries was relatively good. 572 AD, 752 AD, Leo ruled by the sun. The sun is the prime luminary and the heart of the zodiac. 
Therefore, in this period, we would expect to see something significant. This mini-epoch is dominated by the arrival of the Prophet Muhammad, a new king in the sign of Leo, the last prophet of the gods, who would lead all Muslims to follow the teachings of Islam. Not only does he appear in the sun sign on the outer divisions of the age, his death coincides with the sun on a further 12 divisions within the 180 year mini age. A double sun signifying someone extremely significant. There were two major caliphates during this period which took place after the death of Muhammad. Both resulted in the expansion of the Muslim empire while holding back the imperialistic ambitions of the Catholic Church. 752 AD, 932 AD, Mercury in Virgo, the Vikings, a race of seafarers and explorers of Germanic, Nordic, Scandinavian origin. The source of the name Viking is uncertain. Some scholars believe it refers to Vic dwellers, an area from which they came. Here we will refer to them as kings of Virgo, Virgo kings. They explored the coasts of the North Atlantic, Europe, North Africa, Russia, Constantinople and the Middle East, raiding, trading and settling, influencing existing settlements and creating new ones. They expanded their territories from the late 8th century right up to the Norman conquests of England, influencing and being influenced by various cultures along the way. Regarded as a non-literate culture, they did have a simple alphabet and left many descriptions of themselves on various runestones. The interesting correlation between this time period and the Vikings can be found in the gods that they worshipped. The two main gods were Odin and Thor. Odin is Woden or Mercury and Thor is Jupiter, the same two planets heavily influencing this 180 year time period. The motto for the sign of Virgo is I examine, which is precisely what the Vikings did along most of Europe's coastline. The traditional Viking helmet is a perfect expression of the astrological glyph for the planet Mercury.
1132 AD, 1112 AD, Venus in Libra, the sign of balance and complementation. Libra is the sign of the setting sun as we now enter the Dark Ages. This was a period in Europe that saw the emergence and expansion of the Normans, descendants of Norsemen Vikings who gave their name and settled in northern France. This newly evolved Norman culture was a blend of Old Norse language, Norse religious tradition, mixed with local Catholic women who spoke a Gallo-Romanic language. The Normans were credited not only for their military achievements, but for various judicial and political arrangements, which they introduced throughout their conquered territories. After the famous Norman conquest of England in 1066, they expanded their influence with the help of Normans from Italy, France and England, who later served as fierce fighters during the Crusader years. The result of Norman expansion helped to create a new balance of power throughout Europe and the Middle East. 1112 AD to 1292 AD, Scorpio ruled by Mars, the god of war and physical movement. This was the universal energy which drove the military campaigns of the Crusades, sanctioned by the Roman Catholic Church. They began when the Emperor of Constantinople sent a message to the Pope asking for military assistance to fend off threats from the Muslim Turks. The Pope responded by rallying support from Catholic soldiers, mercenaries and Christian extremists, all joining together in a crusade against the rising Muslim threat. Their initial objective was to free up the Holy Land, which at the time was controlled by Muslims, and also to unite Christians in both the East and the West, creating a more powerful Roman Catholic Empire. A complex 180-year struggle ensued. Mars, the god of war, was unleashed yet again. After battling the Turks, the Crusaders finally reached Jerusalem on the 7th of June, 1099. Both Jews and Muslims fought together to repel the attacking Christians. The attackers eventually entered the city on the 15th of July, massacring the remaining Jews and Muslims. As a result of this first campaign, four new crusader states were formed, Edessa, Antioch, Tripoli and Jerusalem. Many crusades followed the first one, but on a smaller scale, some more successful than others. The crusades were essentially expansive military conquests of the Catholic Church using religion as an excuse to flex its imperialistic muscle. After 180 years of battling for control, the crusading nations 
and participants fell into disunity, the decline of the papacy's moral authority, along with the rise of nationalism, saw an end to the era of the Crusades. Jerusalem fell back into the hands of the Muslims after the siege of Acre in 1291, forcing many Christians to flee or succumb to a gruesome end. 1292 to 1472, Jupiter in Sagittarius, I seek. This is the Inquisition. The expansive ambitions of the Catholic Church came under pressure from various religions and alternative beliefs, paranoid elements within the Church, suspicious of motive behind recent converts, initiated the Inquisition, a quest to seek out and destroy the enemy within. Centaur Chiron, the half-man, half-horse archer of Sagittarius, sprang into life looking for its next target. The Catholic Church went on a manhunt. Anyone found guilty of heresy, a provocative belief or theory which opposed the establishment's adopted belief system would pay the ultimate price. Fourteen seventy two to seventeen forty two Saturn in Capricorn and Aquarius I use and I know. The important characteristics of Saturn begin to influence human society during this period, commanding us to get to work and to work hard, with discipline, responsibility, limitations and restrictions. It governs time along with organisation, structure and order. The commercial revolution was underway, which expanded trade routes and empires. The most disciplined and structured organisations would dominate, spreading their influence to all corners of the globe. Time became important during this period. Kronos's influence brought forward the mechanical clock. Due to the invention of the escapement, oscillating timekeeping devices and spring-driven clocks began to appear in the 15th century. They flourished over the next 100 years. The whole concept of the clock changed society, governing the day-to-day -day lives of the majority of working people, a major tool in commanding them to get to work and to work hard. For commerce to thrive with ease, a fluid mechanism of exchange was necessary. The Judaic Saturnian community were at the spearhead of this business. Their roots as goldsmiths, moneylenders and facilitators of usury paved the way for them as pioneers of this new banking industry. The first modern private central banks appeared like the Bank of England in 1694, an institution created to enable government and industry to borrow 
large sums with ease. This was the new age of Jupiterian Saturnian expansion, joining forces to initiate the Judaic Christian Empire and globalization. 1742 1832, 90 years of Uranus in Aquarius. We see revolution, rebellion, out of the blue events and new technology, all aspects of the planet Uranus, the daddy of Saturn. The great awakening of 1730s and 40s was an evangelistic movement which swept through Protestant Europe and the American colonies a movement that made Christianity personal and challenged the status quo and the established authority within the church. It was a precursor to the influential energies of Uranus and the mood of the people. The Industrial Revolution began in the middle of the 18th century with the introduction of new manufacturing processes, new machines, chemicals, technology and new processing techniques, helping to make production more efficient, which led to the rise of factories and the factory system. This revolution was felt in nearly all areas of daily life, leading to a long period of sustained growth in population and living standards, both the American Revolution of 1776 and the French Revolution and 1789 erupted, a time of great change and challenges for both the citizens and the establishment. The desire for independence was strong. The influence from Uranus to break away from tradition and develop new ways of thinking was certainly playing out in the real world. By the end of the mini-epoch, the situation had stabled out. The establishment had weathered the storm. 1832 to 2012. This is the last mini-epoch within the Piscean Age. 180 years also in Pisces, the last house of the Zodiac. This double Jupiterian time period saw the expansion of almost every aspect of life, in all areas and in all places, culminating in prosperity, optimism and an overall planetary population expansion of over 7 billion people. The new age of Aquarius has two planets sharing relationship for the first 1,000 years, Saturn and Uranus. Unlike the Jupiterian age of expansion, abundance and optimism, this new age will be overseen by the restrictive control of Saturn, along with the rebellious revolutionary energies of Uranus. For the first 180 years, Mars in Aries dominates the first portion of this mini-epoch and also the inner mini-epoch until the year 
2027. These universal energies are driving the human collective towards a great deal of physical change. The possibility of war throughout this period is greater than ever before with new kinds of wars, using new forms of technology. Double Mars signifies physical movement and martial-like activity, massive migrations of people, relocating is more likely to occur in this energetic backdrop. Surprising out-of-the-blue events are possible, sending shock waves through society, bringing social and political change. With Jupiter out of the picture, the expansion of the human population should subside. Under Saturn's influence, Earth's population will be restricted, controlled and organized. The 500 million figure suggested by the Georgia Guidestones would become a realistic possibility. The globalists have their work cut out. Under this combination of energies, their push for global governance under a one all-powerful system should be met by resistance from many aspects. The rebellious, free-thinking, independent nature of Uranus will no doubt frustrate the process towards a totalitarian superstate. Not only is resistance likely, physical force will be imposed by the state to maintain obedience. As a minority, they must rein in all forms of dissent to keep their fragile system in control together. Pocket rebellions and organized revolutions are likely to occur during this double Mars martial phase, eventually leveling off under the influence of Venus between 2027 and 2042. The main body of universal influence will still come under the ruler of the age and the dominant planet on the outer wheel. Uranus and Mars instigating dramatic, sometimes violent changes to our lives and the institutions we try to hold together. New technology will always be a major part of the Uranus cycle offering both liberation and control. While most people regard technology as a tool of progress and sophistication, the control system will always use it to their advantage as a mechanism of surveillance and order. The elite have always known what was coming. They know the science of applied astronomy, what was on the horizon. The grid of control, which has been slowly erected like a straitjacket around humanity, could be their attempt at preparing for this energetic changeover. At this time, the greatest threat to humanity's economic and cultural systems do not come from man-made climate change, Muslim terrorists, asteroids or supervolcanoes. The greatest threat to our fragile way of life is ourselves.
It is the unleashing of a natural process, a cycle of awakening to a new age of knowing, the age of Aquarius, mixed with the revolutionary energy of Uranus and Mars, the god of war. Consequently, anyone hearing this can now appreciate what we are up against, a journey into a future of uncertainty surpassing anything witnessed throughout the expansive age of Pisces. You will hear wars and rumours of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Thank you. 
Stop!